Welcome back to Louisville Slugger Field here in Louisville, Kentucky. Jeff M. back with you. Sounds on deck presented by Pepsi and tonight the middle game in this three game series for the sounds and the bats. We're joined by Nick Curran, one of the voices of the bats, along with Jim Kelch. And Nick, I feel like this has been a really fun season for you guys here in Louisville because of what you've seen over the last couple years and what is in Cincinnati and just the volume of young talent the Reds have and with the Reds Brewers this weekend it felt like a good chat to have with you today so aerial view when you combine what the bats have been this year and what the Reds have been how enjoyable has this season been for you it's been the most enjoyable in terms of on the field stuff uh, I think in my time here uh, started as the number two guy in 2013 so 10 years um, it's it's amazing um, the Reds are obviously fun, kind of the talk of baseball with Ellie De La Cruz, I think. And um, he's everything he's built to be was great here. Great attitude, great guy, always smiling. And I think it's it's really infectious in the clubhouse. And ever since he's gone to the big leagues, they've been able to experience that. And it's been really cool. From our standpoint, it's been a lot of fun. We have a great group and a great lineup, even without Ellie. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, it's uh, it was almost like the season's over when he went to the big <laughs> leagues, but it, it's actually continued and it's been great. Um, this offense has been amazing to watch and the bats are over 500, have been for much of the year, had not been over 500 at any point in any season since 2016, not even 1-0. Mm-hmm. So um, it has been uh, really fun from that standpoint just to have a winning team and to, to have some success. And, and um, I, I think the the whole the Reds thing is never out of a game you know they, they've got that offense and, and it's been the same way here you always feel like um, even if things aren't going well on the mound that the offense can maybe make up for it and that's a really cool thing to, mm-hmm. to be able to watch throughout the year you got to see Ellie De La Cruz he was hurt when you guys opened the year in Nashville so I I still have never gotten to see him play in person and I know Craig Council would rather have him here facing the sounds than facing the Brewers this weekend but you and I see prospects all the time, both for the team we're working for and with other clubs. What was it about Ellie De La Cruz that, that looked different and felt different that's made him seemingly this like transcendent phenom all of a sudden? I think uh, a couple of things. The physical tools, obviously. Um, he's like 6'7 or 6'8. And as Alex Pelias, the bats hitting coach, put it, he runs like Billy Hamilton, but has power like Giancarlo Stanton and has Raphael for Cole's arm. Like those were the comps, which is pretty amazing if you think about putting that into one guy. So it starts there, like Mm -hmm. what he's able to do uh, as a switch hitter also just on on top of it. So there's all that. And the intangible things you've seen him do, stealing home in the big leagues, like we saw him take extra bases here and things like that. The guys just don't do Mm -hmm. because they don't think of it or they don't have the speed to do it. He does. The other thing is, you know, you have a, a top prospect. Usually there's some guys in the clubhouse that maybe aren't fond of them or, or maybe resent them a little bit. That Not the case with Ellie. Everybody loved him. He's smiling all the time. He loves being at the ballpark and playing baseball. Works his butt off at it. So that, like, the joy he plays with, I think, just spreads to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it uh you watch him having fun you can't help but sort of join in on it and i think that's also what makes him different is that um he he really is a guy that that gets into the clubhouse and and just sort of makes everyone 
uh, want to play and, and be happier. And uh, I know that sounds kind of mm-hmm. corny, but but I really think it's the truth. And I, I think that's something I've not seen before is the way it just kind of spread to everybody. You mentioned the bats are still good, even with Ellie gone. We see Christian Encarnacion Strand and Noel V. Marte and Connor Phillips a pitch tonight. Give us a sense, especially within the Reds farm system, of the depth that seems to be there. Encarnacion Strand feels like a guy who, if he were in a different system, he'd be in the big leagues right now. I think there's a good chance he would be. Um, unfortunately for him, in terms of his big league chances this year, Joey Votto is is a red and is healthy and um, has performed pretty well since coming off the injured list. But, yeah, a lot's been written about Christian, and he likes to swing. He's kind of a free swinger. He's taken more walks, and I think his approach has gotten better over his time and become more selective, I guess. Not that it's better because he's been really good. Uh, but, he, but he also hits those bad pitches well. He hits for a high average. So mm-hmm. he, he obviously has something going there, and the power is just so easy. You can just, you know, it doesn't look like he's swinging hard and he hits it 430 feet. So it's been impressive. Obviously, Martin, the Reds have incredible depth in the middle infield. You know, they've, they've had a lot of shortstops. They acquired a bunch in trades last year. They had Ellie already. Marte, one of the guys that came over in a trade with the Mariners, the Luis Castillo deal. So, you know, that's kind of the old adage. You can never have too many shortstops. And obviously they're, they're playing him a lot at third base here and getting adjusted to that. But you can just see it with him. Um, he's built well. He's a guy that can hit for some power. We haven't seen him a ton, but, you know, futures game and, and very highly thought of. And, and I think, you know, that's where the depth is. There's a lot of outfielders. There's a lot of, like, middle infielders and shortstops right now. And then uh, pitching-wise, Phillips – obviously very exciting led the miners in strikeouts or or i think still does did at his time of promotion from chattanooga and was night and day better from his first start to his second start uh really improved a lot so i think is picking up on things quickly and um, there's some other guys in the pipeline too chase petty's a guy that everyone's very excited about in the reds organization uh, they drafted some pitching in the the draft last weekend that that people are already very excited about so there's a lot there the, it's a farm system that is has come a long way really in the last couple of years and in, in getting stockpiled and that's why there's a lot of optimism in the organization and after all that the sounds will only see this until tomorrow for our six games against each other which you and i could then do an hour on a schedule is what it is. Hopefully in 2024, there will be more than six games for the Sounds and the Bats. I look forward to not seeing you at all next year, probably. I'm sure we won't play at all because that seems to be how dumb all this is. But hopefully, hopefully there's more games. That would be good. Nick Curran, voice of the Louisville Bats. This has been Sounds on Deck presented by Pepsi. Stay tuned. The lineups and first pitch are coming up next.